Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network rolls on. Full crew here along with Tennessee head football coach Josh Heupel, who joins us at 6th and Peabody here in downtown Nashville. Coach, great to have you on set. Hope things are well. I appreciate it. Great to get here, and uh, it's a great day here uh, for Big Orange Country in Knoxville. Plenty of momentum for the program. What a, what a difference a year makes, right? There was momentum when you came in, but now <laughs> now there's expectation on top of the momentum. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's completely different. Uh, 365 days later, uh, 16 months from taking the job, uh, so much uncertainty and uh, negative outside noise when we first arrived in Knoxville. So proud of what our players and, and staff have done uh, 16 months later, man. Uh, we got great momentum. Uh, people understand the culture, how we're going to play. I uh, love what we're doing on the recruiting uh, end of it as well. And, and uh, got to continue to grow as a, as a program, but excited about what our players have done up until this point this offseason. How much listening do you do in the recruiting process? And what I mean by that is asking a kid, hey, what do you want out of your football experience? What, what are you looking for? And then kind of matching that up with what you're doing at Tennessee. Yeah, you're, you're trying to find a, a player that fits what you're trying to do athletically, but then the, the person and how does he fit into your culture is extremely important. Uh, recruiting is about relationships and, and relationships about communication, two-way street. Um, you know, we have a great um, you know, product to sell here uh, at, at Tennessee. Uh, you look from facilities uh, to, to Knoxville, Tennessee, to you know, the energy and, and fan base and, and how Ball Nation is spread coast to coast. And, and uh, um, so there's so many positives. Uh, at the end of the day, we get them on campus, get a chance to spend time with them. Uh, I think they enjoy what's there, but the culture of, of what we have, players and coaches together. Where's Hendon Hooker knowing he's the guy? Uh, where's he made maybe the most progress since the end of the season and, and through your spring, Ben? Uh, for him, big emphasis has been on leadership. He's grown tremendously in, in being willing uh, to use his voice, being comfortable in that. You feel, you sense him inside of the building. I don't care if we're in meetings, if we're in uh, the weight room, if we're on the practice field, you feel him every single day. That's been really important for us as a program. I think knowing that he's the guy, it's his job. Um, and, uh, you know, that confidence that he has uh, has parlayed into him taking those steps. It's important for him. There's other guys that have had to take those same types of steps. Josh Heupel with us. What clicked for Hendon Hooker last year? Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, um, when we named Joe the guy uh, during training camp, I think he almost uh, sat back, took a, a sigh of relief, and I say that meaning that he didn't, it wasn't that he didn't want to be the guy. Right. It was that he just relaxed and became the best version of himself. He didn't change his work habits, how he competed, how he interacted with his teammates. Um, then he gets an opportunity, and we talked about it. Eventually, you're going to get another opportunity to be ready for it. Man, he was. He competed extremely hard. Our players and our program fed off of that energy and competitiveness from him. And he just he, he got the offense, right? Yeah. He was already headed from Virginia Tech prior to you taking the job. Yeah. And then he, watching him play, you would think that Josh Heupel recruited this guy. Yeah, you know, first of all, what we do offensively, we're able to, to mix and yeah. match and, and put a quarterback in position to be successful. We've had tall ones, short ones, fast, maybe not quite so fast uh, guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, they've all been able to, to have a, a great amount of success in, in what we do. Hendon um, has grown so much. From the, from the first day that we got on campus, 
to uh, him playing, you know, in the bowl game. You know, his ability to move in the pocket, read defenses, stretch the football uh, vertically and horizontally uh, on the football field, be accurate with it. Um, a lot of those things we've continued to improve this offseason. He's done that, uh, but uh, really proud of how he's worked from the moment we got on campus. Do you think he has an NFL future Absolutely. ahead of him? Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. There's uh, all these quarterbacks we're talking about today for the draft yeah. for next year, mm-hmm. and I threw out there, I, I see a guy who's 6'4", 220 pounds. He can run. He can throw it. He threw with accuracy. Yeah. You look at his percentage this year. I mean, are you seeing the same things in terms of what you see in the in the NFL? Yeah, 100%. Uh, even his grade, if he had chosen to come out this year, uh, was going to put him in a position to uh, be drafted and make a football team. He wanted to improve upon those things and, and, and push his stock up. Uh, he knew that there were ways that he could, could absolutely grow. You know, the tempo and what we play, I think uh, what's the misnomer about uh, what we do is there's so much pressure that's applied on the quarterback from the communication part of it, dissecting defenses, you know, run checks, pass checks. Uh, He's in control of a complete game, and all those things translate over. So a topic that I hit on throughout the fall, I'm not sure if you have a four-minute offense. (laughs) Do you ever (laughs) practice slowing it down? Yeah, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Did it in uh, each scrimmage. Um, okay. Practice those, practice those situations. What's slow to you? Like, is there a do you, is there a four minute offense where you take you take all the time you need? The guys aren't hurried to the line. Like you're you're draining the clock. And yeah. is your ta- we're, entire we're, being we're, insulted by the by you going <laughs> slow when it happens? Like I, I can't do this as it's happening. <laughs> okay, that's not how we want to play on a consistent basis. Absolutely yeah. not. No, that would hurt my soul. Uh, but uh, absolutely, uh, we're growing in, in understanding of how I'm playing uh, situational football uh, as we continue to grow as a program we're going to be in more of those situations that's something that you know at previous stops we've actually taken great pride and had a lot of success in in operating functioning in those and being able to close games out so i had a chance to interview steve spurrier this year and i asked him what makes a great in-game play caller it's one thing to be a great installer of offenses a great offensive mind it's another thing to have the knack for play calling in game and coach spurrier certainly had that I'm not going to ask it to you that way to say, you know, what makes you a great play caller? But in general, what do you think leads to a coach being a good play caller in the moment on Saturdays? Yeah, first it starts with great players. All right, <laughs> That's where it, where it starts. But uh, I think being able to understand who you are and, and what your compliments are and then being able to see and recognize uh, what you're getting on the other side and be able to adjust. And, and in some ways, you got to be one step ahead uh, like a game of chess. Josh Heupel, our guest, what is a self scout like for you? Like, is there a play? Is there a play in particular after the season that you went back and you're watching the offense and you said, "Man, this is something that we missed that jumps out to me." Is we've got to get this right moving forward. You you make this one play, you hit this one play, the game changes. Yeah. Our, well, it's not just one play, like one play during the course of a game. It, and when you go back and self-scout, yep, you look at situational football. Our staff, you know, on offense and defense, special teams does this. Uh, you're looking back and, and you're looking at your schemes. And it might be a scheme that you feel like you need to add based on the personnel that you got. It might be a scheme that you're running that this is how we're teaching the technique of this route or this block or, you know, coming off the football. And this is the technique for, uh, you know, our twist game. And you go back and you look at it, and, man, we need to get better at this, and, and this will help improve this scheme. Um, you know, those things that we've done multiple years that, that we continue to change and evolve. And, and uh, that's the great thing about the consistency inside of our staff rooms this year is that it really, truly allows you to, to make those gains. Personally, I hate half measures when it comes to the rule book. 
And I thought not implementing something for faking injuries to slow teams down and then later coming back and having the rule where, well, now you can appeal it, and then it goes to the league, and then the league can decide, all right, what are we going to do with these, this team or these players moving forward, doesn't really help the team that it affected the week before. So I don't really understand the ruling. What was your reaction when you saw the new NCAA yeah, rule? Um, it's probably not going to change anything that's happening during the course of, of play. Uh, the integrity of the game is absolutely paramount. Uh, player safety is, too. we got to find a way to balance those things and, and uh, allow teams to play the, the way that they're trying to play. I say it's so difficult to police because I don't want the, the officials to have to judge that, yeah. you know, the, the injury. And I, I mentioned earlier this week, Coach, it just comes down to the coaches having some – and I, I, I realize, like, this is me being naive, having some type of gentleman's agreement that you're going to play a game a certain way and not fake injury. Have you coached like, in this league? But, like, <laughs> can you shake Lane's hand before the game next time and say, Coach, let's have an agreement to not do I this? I don't know forward. if there's a good way to police it because it's very difficult to judge with the uh, emphasis on injuries. Yeah, I think it's impossible for uh, referees to have to judge it in the moment. Is it real or it's right. not? I think what you're looking at is somebody goes down, you know, maybe they have to stay out for the rest of the series. You yep. know, th- those are things that uh, I think the playing committee, uh, our coaches committee, need to take a look at. How much of a bearing is the the stadium renovation going to have on the game day experience for uh, it, your it, your fans and your team? Well, for our fans, it's going to dramatically change the uh, field level suites, uh, cool restaurant bar area underneath, uh, be able to engage and interact, chairbacks. Um, you know, the fact that we're putting a jumbotron on the other side, cool party deck like you see in a lot of the NFL stadiums, I think those are our renovations and changes to the stadium that our fans are going to absolutely love. We love what's going on. Uh, it was difficult not having a true spring game in, in Neyland. You miss that opportunity uh, to see our fans, our players get in front of them. At the same time, I mean, you're talking about a $100-plus million project that's going on that our recruits see. They, they know what's coming. Uh, we got a $30 million expansion to our current uh, uh, facility, um, and uh, there's so many positive things that are going on uh, on that aspect. Coach Josh Heupel of the Tennessee Volunteers with us on Outkick 360. Take me behind the scenes of a recruiting visit where a prospect says, Coach, I want to stage this photo because there is there is a line of cool versus cheesy, and I won't name names, but I will. Brian Kelly. <laughs> and then there's Josh Heupel with Nico that makes it look like it's legit and cool, and you uh, – I wouldn't put you in that setting, but when I saw you in the I setting. I was in charge of putting it, all of okay. that together. <laughs> Coach, are you cool? That's what we're trying what, to ask you. What Were there multiple options for that stage photo? And if so, what was the alternative that you vetoed? Yeah, I didn't veto anything. Okay. That was the first thing that they came with. I was completely on board with that. Uh, our recruiting department did a great job. Okay, okay. Would you wow. be on board with a dance-off <laughs> on a, tur- no, no, a turnstile? No, sir. No, sir. Okay, no, good, sir. good. I'm, that, I'm off that's on that. what, that's what America wanted to know. I mean, for a five-star quarterback, I think you would do a dance-off. But like, I, I it's got to be, it's got to. You, you'll cool, almost do anything. That's right. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> right. But there's still a line in the sand. There's a cool element to it, and then there's just oh, it, like in my mind, I would be thinking, man, this is not coming across very well. And you, you handled it well. That's all I'll say. And I, I thought the, the photo looked legit compared to what I've seen recently from other programs. <laughs> how much? How much do you see of what happens on social media? Because, I mean, you've got obviously a, you've got a lot of players, a lot of coaches, a lot of things to keep your eye on. But I'm seeing today, and it's completely legal now, but Tennessee's doing this cool thing where they have recruits coming in, and it's got their Tennessee jersey and number, and then it flips to their favorite NFL team and has them the same oh, number yeah. in the NFL. 
which is really cool. I haven't seen anyone do it. Are you behind that, or do you check off on that, or do you I, have I'm you not, even I'm seen not, it? I'm not the idea guy. <laughs> Should I show and, it to you? That, have you seen this yet? No, I have. Okay, I, good. I okay. I'm not going to say everything, but most <laughs> yeah. things. So you have seen that, though. Absolutely. Okay. I, I, absolutely. I was part of sending it out to yeah. recruits. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That was that your that was your idea? It was not no. my idea. I okayed it and uh or yeah. How'd you uh, look in those uniforms when it. they put you yeah, in? Yeah, how was that? No, it, it's not in a no, uniform, no, 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 it's just no. a uniform yeah. that turns on it. Let me ask you this. Do you get tired of being asked about NIL or do you see it as an opportunity when someone asks you about NIL? It's with straight Tennessee? O- it's straight opportunity for, for, for Tennessee, our brand, our logo. Um, Knoxville is the coolest of cities, uh, college cities in, in America um, and uh, in this conference. I think it's really unique. Um, everything's orange and white. Everything surrounds the power tee. It's Tennessee athletics 365 days out of the year. At the same time, it's a cool city with personal and professional growth opportunities. Uh, it's really rare. Great quality of living. Uh, wife and, and our kids absolutely love it. But but players, how many former players live there or in that area is, is really unique. Um, you look at our stadium, 100. You know, 103,000 or close to it. Um, you know, there's just so much opportunity. The power of this fan base, uh, truly coast to coast. Um, it uh, it provides opportunity for our student athletes. I look back at my my career as a player. Man, I would have liked the opportunity of taking <laughs> advantage of what I was doing in the brand that I had created. Um, you know, while wearing the logo and my name on the back of the jersey. And, and uh, there's great opportunity. Uh, for, for student-athletes as they come to uh, to Tennessee. Uh, you know, the president gets a daily briefing. Governor Lee gets a daily briefing. Does Josh Heupel get a daily briefing on the transfer portal? Um, How does that come to you? We monitor the transfer portal uh, constantly. Um, I have a recruiting briefing every single day. Yes. Like first thing, or what do you, how do you, tell us how. This, this time of year it is, is first like thing. Like a conference call, Zoom, or is it everyone in your office? Uh, no, it's in the, our staff room. Staff room. Yep. Absolutely. Do you have one person that delivers the briefing, or do you? Does it go around the room? With There's the one guy that's in charge of the order of the briefing. Okay. He doesn't give all the information. In the <laughs> okay. Briefing. Then he then he passes off. He passes the conch he, to someone else. Is someone the standing guard at the door during the briefing? <laughs> no. No. No security needed in the briefing. No security. Uh, the chief of staff is handling everything yes. for Josh Heupel. Uh, Good to have you uh, here in Nashville, man. Appreciate it, man. This is a great opportunity to get out with our fan base, man. Josh Eiffel has been our guest. Stay tuned. A lot more coming. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick Network.